Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith Abel still speaks even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from his life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place that he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were their heirs, with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was unable to bear children because she considered him faithful, who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars and in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Lulu and I have been away the last uh, week teaching the Bible at a family camp in, in the morning, and it was great, but it's really good to be back. It's great to see you. I missed you. I do. I miss you. I love being your rector. I love being here, and it's good to be back. And this reading, the two readings today, we're going to think about the idea of faith. The, the reading in Hebrews we'll spend most of our time in, particularly the first verse. But the gospel reading you just heard, two actions are described and asked for. The first, a kind of radical generosity. And the second, an eager expectation. Not the kind of waiting one day to be a millionaire, perhaps, maybe, something. But more like how you wait for a bus when you're late. That kind of eager waiting. Both that sort of generosity and that kind of waiting require faith. 
They both require faith. The start of our Hebrews passage. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Is faith about what you believe to be true? Is faith about being able to say the, the creed and, and tick off line by line? Yes, that one. Yes, maybe that one. Yes, I got seven out of ten. I've got some faith. Well, faith is, is no, no less. It's not less than what you assent to, what you think is true. It's not less, but it's so much more. So much more than just what you believe in your head to be correct. Great line in, 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 in James, at the end of the New Testament. You believe there is one God good. Read, so what? Because he then says, even the demons believe that. <laughs> Brilliant. You can tick the box. You see, another word for faith that, that it could well be translated as, the word in, in the New Testament, is the word trust. And I prefer that translation because what we've done with the word faith is all kinds of things. And so trust is a more helpful, I think, translation of the word faith. Now, it, when we trust, do we believe intellectually in our minds something to be true? Yes, but there's so much more. Let me tell you, everyone in this room, perhaps apart from Becky right now, had, had, had faith today. Becky's showing very little faith right now because she's standing. Each of you showed faith when you sat in your seats, perhaps for good reason. But it was more than just an idea about a chair. You sat on it. You know the faith and trust exercise, don't you? Yeah? I think probably it's Sam and B for this one, isn't it? I haven't warned you, but Sam and B, come on up. Uh, let's just remind, for those that have forgotten, uh, how does it work? So, so B, why don't you stand there? And, uh, and Sam, you need to stand like this. Actually, you know, no, no, you need to stand this way. Oh, I'm falling. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. And you can just judge B where you need to be. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And, and Sam, it's over to you, really, okay. to show us how it works. She's very strong. Round of applause, very good. Look at that. We saw it. It happened. That's what growing up on a farm, I mean, that's strength. That is strength. I'm not saying you're fat, Sam, but that, that was impressive. Now, faith, trust, it certainly is conviction of the head, but it's conviction also of the heart that leads to action. It, of course, there's, there's thoughts running around the head, there's strong feelings, and then there's action. Trust is, is ultimately delivered by what we do, not just by what we think or even what we feel. It's, it's the culmination of the head and the heart that flows into action. And that releasing action, you saw it in Sam. I saw the look in his eyes. You could feel it. That moment, that's the moment where, where faith matters, where the ideas and the feelings are translated into a sort of leaning moment. And that leaning is my favorite word for faith and trust. I sometimes replace the word in my prayers with lean. I lean on you. I have my heart is leaning on you, God. Now, of course, faith is a tricky business because life is a tricky business. But we shouldn't degrade and downplay the word. Sometimes the way we talk about faith in church is as if it's not faith. In fact, faith is actually doubt. I have faith meaning a sort of vague, perhaps, potential idea. That, that would be Sam still stood there. That would be you scared of your seat. Now, our experience of faith is fleeting like a radio signal that comes in and out. But faith itself is confidence. The actual thing of what faith means is trust. But life is hard. 
And faith is risky. It comes and goes. It grows and it weakens. We've just started to dabble with potty training. Not me or Lulu, but Evangeline, almost two. <laughs> it's the hard end of faith. It really is. Someone said you spell faith R-A-S-K. It's a risky business, isn't it, Sam? It's a risky business. That moment, that feeling. <laughs> it's going okay so far-ish <laughs> with the potty training, that is. Uh, but but it, is, it is the moment of confidence, even with some trepidation and some certainty, a moment of leaning. Our experience can be fleeting, but let's not make one word mean another word. Doubt is part of the process. Doubt is an experience we will all have, but faith is confidence. Faith is confidence. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I remember probably times of COVID uh, in the middle of, of lockdowns having a deep crisis of confidence and a deep lack of assurance and finding my faith very small. You may have had the same experience. Not broken, but breaking. Not fully defeated, but knowing what it was to think, oh my goodness, what is gonna happen now? When the diagnosis come, when we check our bank balance, moments of, of trickiness, faith isn't always strong. And that's why it's important to investigate what you have faith in. I did pick Sam and B that I think know each other quite well. So that, that helped. People say that, that faith is good in and of itself, which it is. And it doesn't matter what you have faith in as long as you have faith. Well, it's good to be a trusting person. But you know, people who, who are just overly trusting, if you trust anyone, there's actually a real concern. To have inappropriate trust for people that you maybe never met is one way in which you quickly get hurt in life. To be over-trusting. It does matter what you have trust and faith in. It is a good virtue to be trusting and faithful, but it does really matter. You know, Sam, it matters that you trust the person. We sometimes seem to say that with, with religious faith as well. It doesn't really matter what you have faith in, it's as long as you have some faith. I think investigating what you believe, trying to figure out what it is you're leaning your life against is key, not periphery. Faith is great, but it's a delivery system for something. It's a way to experience something. Faith without the object is a little bit pointless. That's why things like Alpha, we do things like Alpha and other opportunities to really think and reflect when we're Christians and we're saying the creed. What, what are we trying to lean not just our head to in these, you know, minute or so that we say this, but then our lives to investigate and think about what are, what are you leaning your life against? That's why we, we preach and we open the Bible, we wrestle, we ask questions, we learn. When we have faith, what it is that we are having faith in. Lean the weight on your life against God. That's the calling. Every prayer you prayed this morning has required faith. Faith that he's here. Faith that he's, he's present as we prepare our hearts to meet him, he will. Faith that when we confess our sins, he will heal you. Faith that, that when we receive at the table, it is God who's with us. When we go, it's in his blessing and power. The Christian faith is the Christian faith. <laughs> Do you trust God? Do you lean your life on him? 
We saw in Hebrews 11, the many people named all had faith, and that is what they are encouraged for. That's what they're celebrated for. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for, assurance about what we do not see. Faith, firstly, in the future. Confidence of things hoped for. Faith in the future, and also faith in the invisible. The assurance of things not seen. And what we're having faith in is otherwise described in the, in the Bible as the kingdom of God. It talks about it in our passages. It talks about a country and a city, a new country and a new city, not like the cities and the countries around here. It's faith in the kingdom of God. And what is the kingdom of God? It's the place where there is no will contrary to God's. And we believe that the kingdom of God will come fully at the end of time, but like the dawn breaking, we can see and, and, and we can experience first light. That's what we saw at the resurrection, the beginning of things being made new. That's what we experience it by faith now. But it will come fully at the end of time. The kingdom of God, the place where there is only one will and it's God's, which means it's a place where there's no tears, no sadness, sick or sickness or suffering, where dementia, debt, depression, all these things are no more. Where justice isn't fought for, but flows. It's the kingdom we're longing for. The kingdom we can't fully see. Confidence in the thing we hope for, and assurance in a thing we can't fully see. And faith is bringing that into the present. Speaking the dawn into the night. Saying, come Lord Jesus, even in these present days amongst us, may your kingdom break in, because that's what you promised the church would be the carriers of this good news. A better country, a new city. Verse 3, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what is vi visible. God's spoken and things happen. We, we, we partner with the creative force in the universe that brought everything from nothing. It's God and everything else, the two categories. <laughs> and so Abel, Enoch, Abraham, all the characters are, are celebrated for how they had this confidence in, in what is not yet fully there and this assurance in what they can't fully see. And the Bible, I think, brings us one image to understand the experience of this kind of trust this kind of faith. And it's the image of, of a seed. Jesus said, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. I've actually hidden a mustard seed um, just under your seats. If you could take, take a look. Uh, um, it's too small. I, I, yeah, I lied. I'm sorry. That's bad. It's very bad to lie in church for the rector to lie, lie in church. But you wouldn't be sure. You wouldn't be sure. And that's the point. You wouldn't be sure. Um, they're too small. They're tiny, aren't they? Almost impossible to see. Um, that's the point. That's the point of the picture. Is that faith is tiny as a mustard seed. Because it's what you have faith in. A glimpse of light on the horizon will become the bright noon day. An early morning attempt 
to pray before work. An opportunity to have oil anointed on your forehead and you to, to go forward and ask for prayer. The prayer and then the action to go forward and to do something with what you have for God. Whether it's something about the world around us, the climate crisis, or something about your neighbor who you know is struggling. Faith as tiny as a mustard seed, but faith in the kingdom of God breaking through by his presence with his people, with you and me. Do you think you have enough faith? No one does. And that's the point of the mustard seed. But the prayer of the Father in, in Mark 9, it's, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. It's tiny. It, the radio signal is crackly. I believe, help my unbelief. As my head and my heart tumble out to this action, I'm trembling, but I'm acting, help my unbelief. So what does this mean for us? Well, I encourage us to have faith over fear, particularly in, 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 the, in the area of relationships. Humans are incredible, truly incredible. And the most amazing thing is how we are individuals, but so closely related. We're born independent, we die independent, we need each other. So much around us is obsessed with the idea of us as individuals, but we're so very dependent on one another. But the space between us is what's interesting. How do we manage the space between us? It will be filled. And there's so much fear between one another and one another in society, so much suspicion. Freud, Freud described fear, the emotions. He was brilliant. I've talked before about this, but I'm, I love how he describes emotions. And he described fear as the moving away. And, and there's an instinctive uh, uh, reaction when you experience fear. The brain tells the hands to do this. You cover your face and you move away. You protect yourself. And from that perspective, you can't see people clearly. You move further away and you cover your face and you, you can't see clearly. Fear distorts each other. Love allows us to see each other clearly because he described love as the melting as we come closer to one another. We, we flex for one another. We prefer one another. We put one another's needs. We melt towards one another. But to do that takes faith because the space will be filled. And most of the time, if it's not filled by things like love or kindness, mercy and justice and peace, it will be filled by fear that keeps us away. To get close to one another, it begins in faith. It takes faith. It takes trust. To share a bit of your life with someone in this church, the thing you're struggling with, the areas of faith you're discussing and thinking through, the requirements of your heart, the stuff that just feels it's overcoming. And then to extend that, to be open, to be vulnerable, to be kind, to be truthful. Truth is incredibly loving. It takes faith, doesn't it, to say, if I tell the truth to this person, will there be a punishment? Will they reject me? So faith over fear. And then I, I would call us to faith in the present. Merely because, quite frankly, there is nowhere else to have your faith. <laughs> it's just the present. So easy to live life in the past of what could have been. So easy to live life in possibilities of the future. But the only time when the ideas and the feelings of our life flow into actions is only ever going to be right now. And probably, almost always, 91% of the time, I would say, tiny acts, 
Sometimes we have to use faith for big acts, but most of the time for small acts. Faith in the present. Because the funny thing is, you never know where faith is going to go. When you act in that kind of trust, you never know what will happen. Do you know that broccoli is made up? Paula knows. Do you know that cauliflower is made up? All the Braziacs, all the family of things like cauliflower and broccoli, they were originally, you're never going to believe it, from the mustard plant. It's true. About the 14th century, people started to selectively breed from the mustard bush, and that led to this whole family of wonderful things, and now we, we pop down to Tesco and buy broccoli. You never know where a mustard seed is going to go. <laughs> I just happened to come across that. I was reading something completely different. I was preparing this talk and, so, and suddenly said that, you know, broccoli was made up. It comes from the mustard bush. Extraordinary. Well, when you act in faith, you, ne- you never know where it's going to go. God's painting on a bigger canvas than your own life. So much is going on behind the scenes. And there's so many moments of despair and we just think, how, how will I, how will my li- life move beyond this, this, this chasm between me? All I can see is, is the situations I'm in, my, my, my mental health, my, my financial situation, my relationship status. I can't see anything getting better. But acting in faith, you never know where it's going to go. You know, London, at the um, end of the 18th century, the, the great, there was a group of scientists got together and the big fear was that there wouldn't be enough spaces for the horses because population was growing so fast. I thought, how are we going to sort this out when there are so many horses? You know, they, they calculated that London would be about 12 foot under horse manure, because they just did a simple kind of maths on, on the amount of horses we need for the amount of people if we grow at this, this rate. Then uh, uh, the steam engine was created. Then this was created. And I don't think we should put all our faith in, in technological innovation by any means, but it is amazing how humans often get to a point where they think, well, there's no way we can move beyond this. There's no, no, there's no place to go. At the time of the Second World War, when there was, who's gonna, how are we going to think about God in the church? How are we going to explain in this time of crisis God? C.S. Lewis's lectures, Mere Christianity on the radio, time when, when those with a rising conscience looked at the slave trade and said, how are we going to change this gross thing that's happened? How are we going to change this great evil? Small group of friends in Clapham rose up. We tend to talk about Wilberforce, but there's many others behind this. At every point throughout the church, at every point throughout history, when we reach moments of despair, there are those that act in faith and believe in what they cannot see and is not yet here. And it's the name of Jesus that we believe in. It's the power of Jesus. So what do you have faith for? Where are you going to plant your seed? You might have just a tiny bit of faith, but it's who you have faith in. But where are you going to put it? Where will all the thoughts and the feelings flow into an action of faith? Because when you put the seed in the ground, you do not know what will happen. There are no green shoots on a seed. So where are you going to put your faith? Where will you plant it? When Evangeline brings me anything, it makes me happy. Doesn't matter how chewed up or weird it is, it's just so nice to be given something. Don't worry about the, 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 how chewed up your faith feels. Ask for more, but give what you have. Plant your faith in relationships and community and what we're doing together as a church. 
trust God. And let him paint your faith into a bigger story on a bigger canvas.